Hello, and welcome to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Over the next half hour, we are going to be climbing in the trenches of grief. Tracy and I will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. We're going to laugh and cry as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable. So get your boots on, it's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. My name is Julie Gus's mom. And I'm Tracy Emma's mom. And on the phone, we have Mara. Hi, Mara. Hi. Whose mama are you? I am Arrow's mom. Arrow. Love that. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Pittsburgh. What part of Pittsburgh? <laughs> Ooh, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's... <laughs> I think you guys are local too. Um, right now, I'm in the North Hills. Oh, okay. so like Ross Township. Okay, awesome. I'm excited to. I we literally been talking tomorrow for like two minutes yeah. before we hit record, and I was like, "This, I'm gonna. I love you already. Yeah. This is gonna be a good episode." <laughs> so, um, your era was Mama. When uh, did you grow up in Pittsburgh? your whole life I did grow up in Pittsburgh so I grew up here I moved around a lot and then you know like most people in Pittsburgh I always I always come back yeah like Erie people I don't know why we live here it's so cold and snowy but we stay anyways (laughs) every year every year during the winter I'm like this is it this is is the year yep we're leaving yep then you buy more decor for your house yeah add on to your house (laughs) yeah crap we're staying yeah so um, how did you meet your husband? Are you married? Um, I am married. And so, you know, Pittsburgh listeners know it's a pretty small place. And so I knew my husband through mutual friends. We actually went out a couple times and nothing happened. And then we got acquainted, acquainted again through my friend has a bar in Pittsburgh and we were there. And then we just started dating and it just clicked. Love it. How long did you yeah. date before you got married? Um, I think about three years. Our our four year wedding anniversary just came up, and we forgot about it. My sister in law oh, texted us. It was like ten p.m. and she's like, "Happy anniversary!" And we just started laughing. We're like, "Oh, okay." That <laughs> is hilarious. Somebody's on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, what friends are. That's actually, what families ended for. up just signing papers. Um, at my mom's, we didn't even have a wedding or anything. So maybe it's that's why we don't remember, but. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And what year was that, did you say? That was four years ago. Four years what? ago. So 2019? Yeah. Oh, right before COVID. Yes. I feel like COVID also, when I think about dates, I'm like, there was that entire COVID year that's just kind of like erased. Mm-hmm. So then when I look back, I'm like, no, that was four, three years, two, yeah. four. It was yeah. four. So uh, what did it look like? Did you guys have the conversation about growing your family uh, quickly or how did you guys? No, we did. We talked about that and we said, you know, when it happens, it happens. Um, I'm 40 now. So, you know, I guess we. I Shout out to 40, Mara. So. <laughs> What's I'm up? Sorry. I turned 40 last year, so shout out to the oh. 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the 40s, right? Um, so I'll be 41 this April. But so we had talked about it, and it was very much just like, you know, we didn't plan this, but we we talked about having a family. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was that. When did you guys find out you were expecting? It was um, actually right when COVID hit. So it was March, um, not right when COVID hit, right when like we started going into lockdown. So it kind of was terrifying. Yeah. I I found out I was pregnant and I cried. I you know called my sister and she's like, "This is a, it's okay." I'm like, "I know, but we're about to have this pandemic. Like, what is happening?" Yeah. You know, and. How did you, So, what made you take a test? What symptoms were you having? Um, I just was late for my period. 
And okay. I was like, and I'm, I'm pretty regular. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh. Let me... Yeah, let me take that test. Is the store open? I need a pregnancy test. test. Yeah. yeah. How do you take let, a let test in. during COVID and the stores are closed? Yeah. Yeah. Let me in, Giant Eagle. Actually, let me in. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon. I remember my, I called my best friend and she had, I mean, my mom just had knee surgery and we're living next to my mom. And so we were at this point being like really careful already. So my friend just pulled up my to my driveway and just tossed a pregnancy <laughs> test out her window. That's a good friend. Yeah. And I, I went out, I grabbed it and then, um, yeah. Was Do like, you have a right story that night? And she was like, what is going on? You know, are you pregnant? Like, yep. Yep, I am. Do you have ring footage of that yeah. happening? Oh my god, I wish. I know yeah, that would be funny. I need to make a reel of that. Yeah. yeah. She just tossed it out the door. So, do, where oh. do you um where do you and your husband work and were you able to work through COVID? Yeah. So, I was working um so I am a nurse and I right at that time when COVID started, um I was casual at the ER. And then I also was working at um, an office, Squirrel Hill Health Center. And I decided to stop with ER and because I, I also had, I didn't have great health coverage at that point because I had like two casual jobs. And um, so I then took a um, the OBGYN nursing job at Squirrel Hill Health Center. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I'm like, it'll be full time. I'll I'll get benefits. Yeah, and... you can have appointments there while you're yeah. on your shift. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and so they trained me, and they're like, also, they kind of they they didn't shut down the office. They just, you know, went bare bones. So I worked from home, which was even hmm. better. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So that was great. And my husband is um, a carpenter, and he has his own business, and. <laughs> So, so I never went, I didn't go back to nursing. Um, and now he and I run, um, his business with the outfitting camper vans. What? Can you make yeah, a pink camper life. van for us, Mara? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I yeah, threaten people we're going to have a big pink bus and drive it around the country. Mara's yeah. going to make it. What's your husband's name? Yeah. Brandon. Brandon. How did you tell yeah. Brandon? Uh, uh, oh, I guess he did. He see you bring the pregnancy test in from the driveway. No, oh. I think I I think he got home and I just started crying because I still <laughs> was so overwhelmed. And I was like, I'm pregnant. Yeah, I think he was definitely shocked. You know. Yeah. Just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, all right. It's okay. Right? We're it. fine. <laughs> Is that all that's wrong? Yeah. (laughs) There's so, there was so much just uncertainty. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. That, so everything was, it just felt so overwhelming. Yeah. Did you start your, your L&D job like immediately? Um, I ended up starting it like, um, I think in May. So yeah, I was, I finished up and then I started that in me okay. so and was that the, the practice you and, were seeing as a pregnant mom no so I went to the midwife center because I wanted um I wanted everything natural yeah, yeah. not okay. natural not natural I just wanted yeah. the least um invasive things right yeah you know and again it was this um the COVID really like I was afraid to go into the hospital mm-hmm. because everything was just I'm like this is crazy no this was before vaccines it was just yeah so terrifying midwife center and I'm super healthy so what did your what did your first trimester look like um I was really sick so Mm -hmm. I was just just nauseous I was just sick and tired and that was the first three months it was just just sick and tired. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah that's it. all you can remember. Yeah. The rest is a blur. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like I remember, um, because working from home and the job I took was was kind of like a nine to five, and I haven't worked five days a week nine to five, and I don't think ever. Like I've always had 
either bartending or waitressing jobs or nursing jobs where I work like three twelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was really different. And I just remember being so tired mm. and I'm not a napper and I definitely napped yeah. all the time. You became a napper. That makes me yeah. so sad when mamas are so sick during yeah. their pregnancy. It's hard enough yeah. to yeah. be pregnant and to add that. It just makes me sad. Yeah. And I'm like a coffee fanatic. I'm addicted and I couldn't have coffee either. It it just made me so sick. Yeah. That's extra sad. So first trimester went smoothly overall. Welcoming second trimester with open arms. Did you feel a shift in your, in your tired and nauseous or did did it kind of linger and hang on? It went away, you know, Hmm. after 12 weeks, it went away. And honestly, I was, I felt great. I exercised, I walked every day. Like I felt great. Since it was during COVID, what was the talk of having a baby shower? Um, we, so it was and everything outside. So okay. my yeah. drive sister, by, <laughs> drive by, yeah. throw the gifts out the window, keep driving. <laughs> like the pregnancy test. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. I mean, that would have been basically <laughs> probably up to me. I probably would have accepted at that, but, um, my sister, planted to the outside so we like set up a bunch of tables that you know were six feet apart yeah and um everything was outside so it just had you know not so many people but yeah it's so it was it was really nice trying not to rob you of your experience of being pregnancy and the mm-hmm. things that you would have gotten before right right yeah that so was. everything just everything was outside yeah how you know, um, far along were you when you had the baby shower? Um, I definitely was showing. It must have been like a September, maybe early October. So maybe seven months. Okay. Because yeah. I was definitely showing, maybe even eight months. Because I, I had a sweater on and it tanked yeah. up underneath. So A cute little fall outfit. Yeah. When, when was <laughs> yeah. your due date? I'm sorry? When was your due date? My due date was end of November. I don't even know this. I um, see, obviously, with us not remembering, you know, our um, our anniversary. I'm really bad with dates. Well, it's so. okay. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's other important things. <laughs> right. In the story. Yes, but end of November. So, did you find out the gender when you had your anatomy scan? I did. And it, I definitely, I didn't want to. And my husband definitely was like, I want to. And I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. If you, if you feel strongly about it. Yeah. Let him have so, that win. Yeah. Found out it was a boy and I definitely thought I would have had a girl. I don't know why I had that in my head. So you, your gut told you girl, but the Sano told you boy. <laughs> did yeah. you have the name arrow yeah. picked out or did you guys... No. How did so you come we up with really, that? We really, we searched long and hard. Um, and then I was looking at like Latin names. I would look at names that have meanings. Mm-hmm. And then Arrow, um, one of the meanings was wonder. And I really liked that. So, yeah. yeah. And then we kind of, we just kept being like, we'll decide. Here's, here's a list of names, a couple of names we like, and we'll decide when we meet him. Okay. I was going to say, did you pick the name before you met him? But Kind of. We kind of knew that was, that was going to be it, but front we still runner. didn't yeah. want to, like, commit to it. First yeah, name. yeah. What's his middle name? Um, we actually don't have a middle name. Oh, oh, I like it. You know, yeah. there's people that don't have middle names, and yeah. there's people that have five middle That's names. That's true. Yeah. Right, like... right. Exactly. <laughs> you I have to make the choice. <laughs> you make the decision. You make the call. <laughs> it's your yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow just stands on its own. Yeah, it's strong. Mm-hmm. It's a strong name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I we're going to take a quick break and we'll dive uh, more into your story when we're back. All right. Emma's Footprints Designer Purse Bingo is taking place on Friday, May 12th at Perry Highway Host Company. Our supporters sold this event out in less than 24 hours. We're so excited to have you join us for a night filled with fun, food, friends, and supporting pregnancy and loss families alongside us. Thank you to Wegmans of Erie for being this year's presenting sponsor. Follow along on our social media as we share sneak peeks of what's to come during the event. 
how was it being pregnant working with other pregnant moms? Um, it was good. So the job, like I said, it was from home. So I was pretty much talking to people on the phone all day. Mm. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't, um, really interacting with anybody. So that was like the bummer of it. Yeah. Um, but then it just, again, like I would, everybody that delivered from our office delivered at McGee. Mm -hmm. So I would like, again, I think it actually instilled a little more fear of the hospital for me because I'd be like, I'm sending these COVID patients to McGee. I don't want to go to McGee. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was pretty isolating, but, um, I still was really grateful to be working from home, you know? And for your appointments, was Brandon allowed to go in with you? No, no. Uh -huh. So it was just me and my appointments were kind of quick and, um, really easy. I was, it was crazy how just easy mm -hmm. the pregnancy was. Um, and then, so he was breech, Arrow was breech. So the midwives referred me to, um, an OB cause I said, I don't want to go to McGee to, to, to get these ultrasounds. Like what are my other options? And if I need a version, um, so they referred me to the Allegheny reproductive center. Um, mm. and I had a Dr. Ram Kapal and they are the best. So I went and I met them. And, um, he ended up turning, but I met with Dr. Ramgopal and, and, uh, they were like, Hey, if anything happens, you know, if you want me to be your doctor, actually, I think I asked them, I was like, Dr. Sheila, can you be my doctor if I need, you know, like if you need a C-section, like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. if I need to be transferred, like mm -hmm. right. what, what's, what's, what's the your plan? plan, you know, yeah. am I going to, if I would have to be transferred, I'm just going to go and have strangers. Right. And Dr. Sheila was like, yeah, here's my number. You know, let's do this if you need it. Oh, that's so, good. That's a good feeling. Yeah, it was a great feeling. Um, yeah. So, so when did um, when did you start? Like, okay, so at what point did you guys start to come up with a game plan through midwife? Like, I'm thinking of like you go in at 38 weeks and still nothing's happening. So what 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 were they saying was your game plan? So they said. Um, you can go to 42 weeks with them um, before transferring, right? At 42 weeks, if nothing is happening, you have to go to the hospital. Okay, can and we then, pause? Like, go, why? Yeah. Why? Why 42 weeks? Sorry, you're not, I that's think, not for you yeah, to answer. Yeah, that is We there. actually don't well, need so, you to answer no. that question. <laughs> A couple I'm just so, throwing it out there. Why? It's 42 weeks. After 40 weeks, if you want to stay with them, um, you have to, well, I, I don't know, I don't really know specific roles, but I had to go to get a BPP, um, once a week, NSTs twice a week. Um, okay. so I, that was after 40 was weeks, after 40 weeks, I think I started NSTs before anyways, at like 38 or something. Okay. Again, I can't remember specifics, but it was, it became weekly appointments after 38, I believe something, you know, more or less, right. but definitely after 40, I was going in for two times a week, NSCs and once a week BPP. So it was pretty, I was still being monitored pretty closely. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah. So I've just seen, we've been to stillbirth, the stillbirth summit and the stats of like after 40 yeah, weeks and how it you declines. know like how it, things yeah happen. the numbers for yes. stillbirth like skyrockets it's like why are we why are we okay why are we doing this i know Sorry, i, I know and and here i am at this point i'm reading like you know ana may's guide to childbirth and you know all these stats that yeah are the opposite like when you know rates of if you're induced, you're more likely to have C-section. Like all of these yeah. things mm -hmm. that I'm like, I, I don't want this, right? right? Yep. When he's ready, he's ready. Yeah. All, yeah. all of, I was literally doing the opposite. Like, look, there's there's a, a, a small percentage. Yeah. I'm not gonna be that small percentage. Mm -hmm. 
I'm healthy. This yeah. is he's healthy. This is such an easy pregnancy, right? Yeah. And that was my I mindset. have chill so, I have chills because I, I just had a conversation which is like a hard part when you're in the lost community and you know so much, right? It's really hard to have conversations with your innocent friends that are pregnant without right. trying to scare the bejesus right. out of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't even like to tell yeah. people who are pregnant my story. I just, yeah. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, because I, I don't want to ruin this for though. you. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, and she was like, yeah, um, if nothing happens at 40, I think she said she was confident with like 41 weeks, then she'll think about induction. And I was like, so I'm just going to set this here. (laughs) And I said like three things. I'm like, take it or leave it. I just don't want you to feel like you were never educated at any point that something could go bad. Like I know we live in this world Mm -hmm. where it's not going to happen to us, but I feel like I have to say something. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's such and a And it's hard feeling. because there is still so many people yes. who yes. deliver at 42. Yes, yep. there totally is. Totally healthy, fine. 100%. You know? so yes. I'm still not like anti yeah. um, choosing, but it is, it's just different now when I'm like, I, I am that small percentage. So it can happen to anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's tricky. Okay, so so basically, you make it to forty weeks, and then what do you decide to do? So at forty, I think at forty-one weeks, I was like, "Let's do natural induction interventions." So um, they, you know, you can do they they can do everything from like the um, oh my blanking where they like the Foley bulb strip, is that the yes. Foley bulb strip, strip your, your memory. Yep. Um, wow. You're good. They can, See, I told you, <laughs> you, you can pump, right? You do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, so nothing was happening. Like you weren't softening. Dilated. Yeah. No, there was the volt nothing. was nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero. So, uh, the one <laughs> time five, they, tried to strip my mem- <laughs> they tried to strip my membranes, nothing. Mm, and then that's painful. like they couldn't, my cervix was not even open for them. And then the second time I went, they were able to, and then I did the whole pumping. And then after that, I started like having just, you know, a couple contractions here and there. Yeah. Um, and then that was, I think a Tuesday, Wednesday, I had a BPP. So I went into, um, the doctors had a BPP. He was fine. Um, and then Thursday is when I went into the midwife in um, labor. So, so labor started. Again, it's, yeah, real, real labor started on Thursday. Okay. And you were 41 weeks, did you say? I was like 41 and three or four. Okay. I'm the worst. I really should. So you're feeling good. You're feeling good. You're like labor's starting. We're going to uh, the center and we're going to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, Packing the bags. Like I was still really scared. Yeah. I was nervous. I'm like, you know, the normal fear of like, oh, am I going to be able to do this? Right. They do have interventions there with, um, they can get pain meds and IV. They, they have nitrous. So it's not like totally right. I'm against any intervention. Sure. Right. So I ended up laboring for about 16 hours there. Um, and I got the nitrous. I, I got an IV. I tried to get morphine and I, I was like, oh, I hate this. No, yeah. no more. Um, Turn it off. Yeah. And so it was just, I mean, 16 hours of or the contractions didn't stop. It was oh. like, oh, the pain, the yeah, pain, the pain, um, which, you know, I'm in the now the cohort of people who've experienced that pain and labor but there's nothing good on the end so I can't look back and be like but it was worth it right right, right. so um do you should I just go and tell yeah, my story yeah, yeah. okay okay we go. so after um you know I was in the tub I was doing all these things and then they would come in you know every 15 minutes check my blood pressure um and then the fetal heart monitoring and he was great. He was outstanding for, you know, 16 hours. And then all of a sudden she came in and she couldn't find the heartbeat. Mm. So it was like quick, you know, they were great. She was like, get on all your hands and knees. They're going to give the medicine that stops contractions. 
very fast. We're calling, you know, calling the ambulance right now. This is wow. you're going. Oh wow. And yeah, so they are they're on it. Like I really still love the Midway Center. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And were you um, dilated at at that I or was. How, how much I was were you dilated? Like, I think six, maybe five or six. Mm-hmm. And like how so fast close. it changes mm-hmm. in your body, mm-hmm. like your emotional state is just like almost like a, I don't even, I don't know. Maybe you can speak to that. Like what, what does your emotion state go to when one second you're like laboring, contracting and the next they're like, okay, we can't find the heartbeat. We got to get you in an ambulance. We got to move you. It's just panic. It's like, you're so tired. I was so tired and just like in pain. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I'm awake. I'm panicked. What is going on? Adrenaline is kicking. And she got the heartbeat back. So, that so I remember the nurse like being like okay we have his heartbeat sometimes this happens it's okay you're gonna go to the hospital like it's gonna be okay we have his heartbeat he's he you know I yeah. remember hearing it like okay 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 yeah and uh I got into the ambulance I remember he's still thinking like again it's COVID you know yeah we're, we're all masked I'm just like oh now I'm in an ambulance like shit this is so yeah oh what's gonna happen yeah and then in the ambulance and then in ambulances, they don't have fetal heart monitoring. So mm. it was just like this terrifying pause of like, I don't know what's happening. Is, is he okay? Is, you know, right. one definitely a horrible moment. How long ride, is the drive? How that long, long ride, right? How long is that drive? Only like five minutes and it probably felt like 20, 100%. 30, yeah. an hour. Right. Yeah. And was Brandon um, allowed in the ambulance with you? No. no. So oh, he, no, again, no. so Brandon's <laughs> just like, what's happening? So he yeah. grabbed all of our stuff to meet me at the hospital. <sighs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the husband trauma of all of this oh is gosh. just so different. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. a really interesting part mm-hmm. of it. Not interesting, but horrible. Um, so while I'm in the ambulance, I get a call from Dr. Sheila. So the midwife center must have called them and... They were like, uh, hey, I hear you go in the hospital. Do you want me to come? And I'm like, absolutely, please. Please do. You know, please be my doctor. Yeah. yeah. So I remember getting into McGee, and I don't know if it's because I came from the advice center, because they got the heart rate back, but I remember it being like kind of a slow process. Ew. Like we stopped, they checked me in. Ew. And I'm just like, oh my God, okay, okay, what what is happening? And um, were they were they saying like, you need an emergency C-section. Were they? No, no, there was not. It was just, mm. I think it, I think because they got his heart beat back and he was still, everything was fine when I got into the ambulance that there was no, um, there was like no sense of emergency, emergency. (laughs) no sense of a real emergency. Right. So we get up to a room finally. And I remember this, you know, cute little nurse comes in and she's like, Oh, Oh, there's not a monitor in this room. I got to go find a monitor. And I'm like, what the yeah. is going on? Right. right. Like this is not okay. So then I remember Brandon coming in and the nurse got me on a monitor and, and he was up, he was up. But his heart rate, so so when I was at the Midway Center, his heart rate was always between like 150, 160. Just really beautiful. And when I was at McGee, it was like 110, right? So right at that baseline. Uh, um, and I remember being like, this isn't okay. This isn't right, you know? Yeah. And Dr. Sheila came. They're getting on the computer. The nurse anesthetist came. I'm signing things like, hey, you need a C-section, you know, because at this point, He's still on the monitor. His heart rate is low, but it's fine. It's there. Right? It's there. So there's still not this. It's just like getting everything set up. And Brandon comes in the room. And then I think right after that, like as I'm still signing paperwork and everything, I think he dipped and and they couldn't find him again. Mm. And I remember Dr. Sheila was like, no, we're going. We're going right now. Emergency C-section. Right? Let's go. So they wheel me out and I get into the room and, um, you know, I see Brandon's just panicked Mm -hmm. face and, and I, 
I do have to speak to that because my husband's biggest fear was mm. losing me yeah. through childbirth. He had, he had voiced this before. Oh. Yeah. So I just remember seeing his face and they just whisked me back. Right. And we get in and they're like, okay, well let's put, um, let's get a spinal. And then there was just like conversation back and forth. Like, no, we should do this general. Like, just let's do it, right? And finally, I can't remember if it was the nurse anesthetist or anesthesiologist. They're just like, no, we're doing this now. We don't have time for a spinal. Right, okay. So I remember them putting the, the mask on me to put me under and me thinking, this is it. I wow. am not coming out of this. Wow. That's what I thought. I didn't think anything like my baby isn't going to survive. For some reason, I had that thought. Okay, this is it, which is bizarre to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I woke up from anesthesia and my mom and Brandon were there and they're just crying and they're just like, he's not going to make it. Oh my gosh. And right. So I am high as a kite. Yeah. Just like, so I'm nodding. I can't even keep my eyes open and arrows. We were down and, um, I don't know, I guess it, I don't know, even know if it would be the NICU, um, recovery or something recovery room we're we're in nowhere but he he was you know still on the life support Hmm. and they're like okay um kind of you know i the doctor uh came in and was just like there's there's no brain like there's not brain activity like there's there's not a even glimmer right and as a healthcare professional, I, I know what this looks like and I'm really adamant about, I'm just like, okay, excavate. This is, you know, I'm, there's no, I don't want to prolong this. Mm, yeah. Um, and it was just, so they excavated him and then he was in my arms for about, I got, I don't even know the time, maybe an hour. I'm not sure. Because I remember just he just crying and nodding off and waking up and crying and then he passed in my arms with my husband and my mom there. And it was just obviously horrible. Extra horrible because um I was just so high from those drugs. Yeah. I just wanted to be clear headed and I wasn't, you know, and from there, like we got to say our goodbyes and then they had offered, they were like, okay, well, we're going to clean them up. We'll take pictures and we can bring them up to your room. And I remember saying, no, I, no, um, I can't. I'm done. And my husband, um, later was like, no, I want, I want this. And I was like, okay. And I'm so grateful for him for, for choosing that because I was in this mindset of, I just couldn't handle it, you know, but it was, it was a good that they brought him, you know, later in the afternoon where I was clear headed to say our final device, you know, just him and I together. So that's, that's the bulk of it. We're sad for you over here, Mara. Thank you. Yeah, it is pretty horrible. So what happened? You don't even need um, to say anything. Tracy <laughs> can't get it together. So I know. I know. It's so horrible. Um, like, it's one of those things. I'm like, I can't even believe we yeah. lived, yeah. still are breathing and still, like, have love in our hearts, right? Right. Um what happened is I had an abruption and I actually had, you know, when people have a placental abruption, normally one of the symptoms is they're obviously a lot of pain, which I thought was labor. Labor, And it's normally they bleed heavily, but I had my blood clotted instead of bleeding. So, so you never blood, you never bled then. Right. Not until even like when I 
believe I started bleeding maybe when I was at McGee right before the C-section. So I had this abruption. I hemorrhaged. It was just. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Brandon's worst nightmare coming to life in in the underside of not even knowing it. Right. So the actual physical recovery for me was so, so tough. Yeah. Because on top of losing arrow we get home and I'm like I'm afraid for my own health because I was just like this you know my body is it just went through this crazy thing like my incision like I couldn't even bathe myself I couldn't even wipe my butt my husband had to wipe my butt you know and it was just it was such a horrible recovery too like emotionally and physically obviously all the things yeah what's Um, what's arrow's birthday December 10th of 2020. Yep. Yes. So then the holidays were right around the corner. Oh yeah. That was, you know, and it was normally my, my mom will have a big Christmas Eve party, but again with COVID. So it was just my brother and sister, my niece and nephews and my in-laws. And I think my aunt and I, like they were all very much, whatever you want to do, you know? So I still, you know, hung out with them and ate, but it was not fun. Yeah. How did, um, when did you first hear of Emma's footprints? So when I was in the hospital, um, they gave me a bunch, like just a bunch of information, right? It was just so much information. And I remember opening, um, packet and I believe you guys do you, do you have like a packet and yes. um mm-hmm. yes like a booklet all like all this like a care package almost yeah and so I read through it and one of the things because I I was looking back at my um emails and I did contact you guys about covering oh about therapy mm-hmm. and you had I had um I got a therapist through I don't even know who recommended her, but so I set that up myself, but I wanted to get Brandon and myself in therapy yeah. ASAP. I was like, I, we are really strong. We love each other, but I don't care. I feel like this mm-hmm. is unknown territory. Yeah. Let's just go to couples therapy Smart. just in case. Right. I think, um, I can speak for a lot of the loss community, but I feel like when you go through such a traumatic, devastating loss, the first thought is like, this will separate our marriage. Like there is no way these are things people, people get divorced over. And so then it's right. either like cling on to it because you're just so scared of losing somebody else in the mix of, of what just happened to you. Um, that it's, it's like, yeah. we'll do anything. We'll do anything. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and navigate stuff that, I don't even know right. what's going to come up. Right. So how, how should we do that? And you guys suggested a therapist and I think you offered to pay for, um, some therapy, I believe. Yep. We do yeah. that. <laughs> we do that. So, yeah, I'm like, yes, I think that's what happened. Yep, we yeah. do that. Oh, it's just, it, it's, my memory is like the super traumatic parts are so there and everything else. Yeah, you're like, can like those blur. fade a little bit? Can right. those, you know, horrific moments go yeah. away and like the other stuff come back? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And the recovery. And, and this is again, why I brought up Dr. Sheila because they made house calls. They came mm. to my house oh my gosh, for my wow. recovery. And it was just so, necessary and then my husband's like it's just really wild the um after arrow passed like my husband was just talking till we were both just like trauma bonding just chatty 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 and I'm this crazy extrovert Brandon's a lot more introvert so understanding the the dynamics of he's gonna go quiet eventually Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that he's not thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Another reason I wanted to, to go to therapy with him, but yeah. yeah. So what does that grief journey look like for both of you? 
Um, I, so the first, the first couple months, so we live in a teeny, teeny little cottage style home. So we have this living room attached to the kitchen and, you know, I was stuck on the couch recovering. So I just had my freaking Netflix watching stupid shows, <laughs> anything good. Like I, I, you know, I'm, I was like a law and order junkie and I'm like, I can't watch anything bad, nothing negative. Right. right? Yes, so I just yes. had to watch anything that was just fluff and, yep. and full of like uh, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, I knew was like biting at the bit and he, I, I don't know if he suggests someone some somehow suggested, why don't you, here's a PlayStation play video games. Cause he's, he's not, he doesn't play video games really, but he used to when he was younger. Uh-huh. So he was like, okay. And brought a PlayStation in, but we have one TV. So we put a TV on the other side of the room with a chair. So he would sit and play video games uh-huh. and I'd sit and watch TV uh-huh. <laughs> just to like be together. Yeah, and also again with COVID, yeah, when we got back go from the hospital. We're like, we're not gonna come around people until right. we wait ten days and then test because I'm not getting my mom right. sick. Like I don't know. It was so we were completely isolated. Yeah, extra isolated. Right? Yep. Yeah, so just wow. complete isolation, and it was just an extra layer of <sighs> shit. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. where I, I have a really close knit family and friends and like it was just really hard not to be with people yeah you know and then there was no like funeral not nothing just nothing did you guys uh, bury arrow or cremate him we cremated him so so it was an extra part of that loss where, so my dad had passed um, four years earlier and that was really hard. Mm. Um, but, and I thought I knew grief, mm. right? And then this yeah. was just an extra thing, but we had a funeral for him. It was, yeah. it was an amazing time. Like my uh, family and friends were together. So many people. It, it almost made like, sense. Like this is what you're supposed to do. Right. And, and that's how you have closure. The bizarreness of losing a baby that you you never heard their voice. You never mm-hmm. smelled them. You you don't know like I can miss There's my no dad. Stories. Yeah. I miss <laughs> yeah. everything about him. But a baby, like it was just such a bizarre grief process mm-hmm. of losing a baby I didn't get to know. Yeah, have memories with besides your pregnancy. Right. It, it was really, I struggled with that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mara, I want to give you a big hug. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <clears throat> so, so what does, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's not that far. We'll, we'll come yeah. celebrate your birthday with you. <laughs> um, yes. What is it? Have you talked about trying again? So I was, yes, at, the, at that point after losing arrow and you know after I recovered it was very much like uh, we are having another child like it's it wasn't a before I got pregnant it was this yeah I want a family but if it doesn't happen right it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen that would suck but this was this urgency like I can't I cannot live right with without this now um so then it was just anxiety of like, okay, I'm going to wait six months because that's the minimum of C-section, right? And six months, I'm like nervous. Okay, what if I don't get pregnant? And then six months, seven months, and I get pregnant again. And then it's a whole nother anxiety of like, oh, yeah. shit, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. What if, what if, right. what if, what if? Right. Right? Um, you know, I called Dr. Sheila and I was like, you got to be my doctor. Uh-huh. I'm like, great great let's do this they have a midwife um so i got on blood thinners too um because of the clotting yeah um and i went oh so after i went back to work i decided to go back to square health center for the ob nurse i'm like let me see if i can handle this <sighs> interesting experiment yeah mara experiment <laughs> yeah that's fun. So, <laughs> let me twist. Do my and 
I only went back like three days a week. So I was job sharing the job. And then when I got pregnant again, I was like, oh, I got to get health benefits again. Mm-hmm. Can I get, can I take this full time again? And they said yes, right? So I, that pregnancy was so hard. It was so, I mean, I was in therapy weekly, right? Um, just full of angst and anxiety and Thankfully, um, also, my doctor who I worked for with at Squirrel Hill Health Center, you know, I would call her and be like, I'm feeling really anxious. Like, mm-hmm. I feel him kick because it's a boy, by the way. And that was, you know, when we found out we're having another boy, it was like full of like, yeah, everything, everything Every is emotion. like, this is awesome. And also, yeah. this is so horrible. Yep. Right. Yep. And she would let me, she would be like, come on in the office. I'll check you out. You know, come on out. Let's, let's look at the baby. And she helped me, you know, mentally get through this pregnancy because I had this, this, my friend, my doctor that I work for at my beck and call, I would just call her and be like, you, I gotta, I'm freaking out. Right. So I love that though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was such a blessing to have, to have her throughout that pregnancy. And, um, I decided to have a plan C section cause I knew I could try to do a vaginal birth, but I think Brandon, Brandon was like, whatever you decide. But if you're asking my opinion, like I, I can't go through this again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I, okay. So I'm like, yes, let's plan the C-section. I'm this person who is like, I don't want any interventions, right? right? (laughs) And now I'm like, plan C-section in 38 weeks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, birth preferences, there's nothing wrong with those. Yeah, but yeah. Right, right. And this time I was If it doesn't go like that, you you gotta, yeah, be flexible. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was really really rough pregnancy but then we had our son he's turning one um on saint patrick's day yeah what's his name his name's aza aza like a-z-a yep wow yes yeah and it what does that mean means comfort and um wow arabic i believe and powerful and a bunch of other things um but brandon and i were watching a video of like how to build a tree house and this guy was he's like yeah my my friend Aza and we're like that name is great wow yeah and then it stuck stuck. yeah were you at our walk Mara last year I was not okay so you got to come this year yeah yeah Mara are you gonna get our walk this year I I went to it I haven't been involved at all with um, any lost community. I went to um, a support group, telehealth, and this is like maybe two months after, and not telehealth, but Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I was just like, I really didn't like it, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, I, it was just not for me. And so since then, um, I think the same woman who who ran that did mail me um, a book that I love that I will share. I'd like to share it's um, notes to the Everlast, a field guide, a field guide to grief. Have you guys read that? I don't think so. What's it called again? Notes. Notes to the Everlast. I believe it's a field guide to grief. Hmm. I have to Amazon that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's um, I feel like I clung to that huh. book like notes for the ever lost yeah and there's no way obviously we've said this before there's no book on how to grieve Mm -hmm. so you know it's like the importance of having multiple resources because we don't know what's going to work for you right you know what works for somebody doesn't work for everybody so that's why it's so important to find what works for you you and just dive into that you need something right but you got to figure out what that something is right Nothing is not an option. Yeah. (laughs) It really shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And I'm finally coming to the point. So I found Pittsburgh um, bereavement doulas. Yeah. um, 
they had a support group in Greensburg and I contacted them and said, are you going to do one in Pittsburgh? Because I think I'm ready. Like for the first year after losing Arrow, I just wasn't ready to share, to Mm -hmm. talk. It changed. Like I am an extroverted person. I love talking to people. When I told you, I, I don't have boundaries now, but (laughs) as in like, I'll share whatever it changed me to where like I was afraid to talk to people because I didn't want them to ask me anything. I I wasn't okay to, to share or talk. So I found myself like having social anxiety for the first time in my life. Right. Right. And I was, it just, and that, that was one of the hardest things like post losing arrow that I struggled with this like identity crisis of like Mm. who, who even am I now? Because I, I am like scared of talking to people. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has since resolved as I'm on this podcast. Like now I feel back to myself where I feel okay to share. It takes Um, time. It takes, that's a really great point too. Yeah. Yeah. That it was like, it felt like an identity crisis Mm -hmm. in itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, so that's that what you're having. It's taken like, you know, two years to get back to being comfortable yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so glad that you um, reached out to share yeah. Arrow with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And encourage you to come to our walk yes. this year. Yeah. In, well, North, in North Park. Park in yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, good. I yeah. live close to North Park. Great. Is the inf- information online? Um, it is. There's the, the dates online. More information will be coming. I believe it's Sunday, okay. October 2nd. Yep. Is that right, Julie? Yep. Put that. I will put it in my calendar. In pen. That's put right. It. We'll send you a calendar invite. In pen. In Sharpie. In oh. Actually. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was, I got super emotional there. Yeah, that was a hard story. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for reaching out, calling in, sharing Arrow, and I'm excited to give you a big old hug at the walk. Yes. Yeah. In person. Yeah. October. Yeah. So keep in touch with us, Mara. Uh, we are here for you and would love to be your lost community. Yeah. Thank you guys for everything you do. Yes. Um, and thanks listeners for tuning in. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother.